Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Get to the Point. I am Jody Leone. Alongside me is my brilliant partner, Sean Anderson, and we are finally back. I'm sorry that we weren't here. Sean, are you, you, are you just as sorry as I am? Mm, yellow people. Oh, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Everyone needs a ta- Everyone has a tagline, Joe, okay? Yeah, but that's for never. That's for Thursdays. Let's save that for Thursdays. No, 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 no. It's becoming an all-the-time tagline <laughs> fine, for me. I have fine. to spring that on you. <laughs> I don't consider that a tagline. It's more of just a, a, a sound that comes out of your mouth, but I don't want to debate that with you for too long. Our audio professor would say that that's just exactly what speaking is. No. It just sounds... No, no I'm not getting in. I'm not getting into through that. the waves. <laughs> um, but I'm sure most of you noticed we didn't have any episodes last week. And it came at the price of our recording studio is not exactly only ours. We share it with a ton of other communication students, and that means we are limited in the time that we can get in there. And beginning of the week, I went in there and I said, hey, can we, we book time on Tuesday? And the thing was just booked the literally the whole week. We, Sean and I couldn't even get in here until Thursday, and we had to use that time to work on a project. That project is the reason why the room was so booked up for the audio class that we're taking that we're learning to use Avid Pro Tools, but limited resources means a ton of people are trying to use it at the same time. Not trying to make any excuses, but uh, we, we, we just want to apologize, though, that we were not able to get give you the content that you seek out each week. A lot of famous rappers in here, too, huh, Joe? No. No. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I have one grievance, though. There's a couple few clowns here and there that come in here and waste our time that book the full three hours that you're allowed to do, and they sit in here and make these awful beats. They don't even use Pro Tools. If I watched a kid use Pro Tools and do some cool stuff, I'd be like, oh, nice job. But no, I, I sit here and I watch these kids do, I don't uh, Garage Jack Band. Jack Squat. Yeah, I watch I watch kids use Garage <laughs> Band and think they're making their own beats, and then they steal a beat off of YouTube and then just rap over it. Like, come on, dude. You're not, you're not going to make it if that's what you're going to do with your life. I'm sorry to ruin, crush your dreams and be the negative one, but that's all I have to say. <laughs> God, I, lo- I love hearing you talk about the SoundCloud rappers. I love it. It's I, my favorite part of every day that we get to come in here and record. Oh, who, just, who messed with the dials? <laughs> oh, dude, oh, my God, dude, don't get, in, don't get me into it. There's been plenty of occasions, though, where like, I come in here and I'm thinking, oh, I'm 20 minutes early. Maybe I can pop in and get everything set up. And there's just some dude sitting there playing with GarageBand. Acting like he's little pump, like not even a good rapper. They're all they all think they're little pump. Well, Malik's a good rapper. Yeah, but Malik's smart. He doesn't use this studio. He knows how to, or unless he does, does he actually? I don't know. What Malik I don't think he uses. does. He has his own resources. He's he's an actual artist. I don't. I wouldn't discredit Malik in any sense. I'm talking about the kids that use this studio. It's they Mal- think because there's microphones in here that it's an automatically a rap studio. Malik Gavick, by the way, uh, he's been a supporter of us, so mm-hmm. we might as well throw out a little tag for him. Yeah. You know, shout out to him. We've been trying to coerce him into making a little intro for us, but I don't know how, how the progress on that we'll is. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, hopefully we can get that. But, I mean, hey, if you're listening and you like making music, you know, feel, feel free to reach out to us. We'd lo- love to have an intro, but Malik's probably going to be our guy if we can get it from him. And, I mean... Because we're so popular, if we have a lot of reach outs, yeah. we could possibly. Oh, you're, and you're, just just on air, we're just gonna do some, you know, family business here. Would you want to possibly mix it up week to week? No, dude. I'm just saying. If I don't people want to get their that, stuff out. That'd be a little too complicated. I mean, if we have an overwhelming amount of people that reach out to us, but um, I'm not saying like a three in, cycle, but I mean, if we, I mean, the problem though is if we have a different one each week and we only have like three of them. 
<laughs> like that's gonna look. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna keep rotating it, it and it's to, just gonna look weird. It has to be like at least ten. We'll find. We'll find a way to. Yeah, it'd have to be uh, upwards if, of if, ten. If you want to to get on here, at least it, send us ten beats personally, or send a or, or get nine <laughs> other friends to send you an. Send us an intro. And this song. is a credit credit <laughs> basis, so we would obviously credit you on SoundCloud. But as much as we want to keep talking about logistics and everything like that, there is a ton of NFL news to go over. Not to mention the fact we missed last week, but we have to move on already. Week seven happened last night, and Sean and I actually had a little bit of a rivalry going on last night. And why don't you tell us a little about what that rivalry is, Sean? Well, I am, as you can probably tell if you've listened to pre- previous episodes, uh-huh. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan till I die. And Joe is a New York Giants fan. Say it a little bit louder, please. Joe is a, a New York Giants fan. Okay. And my deepest condolences. Uh, you, uh, honestly, thank you for that. But <laughs> So we, we were watching the game the last night. I had to watch it for my uh, um, the production for my blog, some of the graphics I had to do. I have to watch the game and, and be quick to kind of put some stuff out. But we were watching it. We were very into it. Uh, not a ton of trash talking, but a little, you know, chipping. I'd say it was pretty respectful. It was pretty respectful. The only time I really got mad at you is when you cheered. Oh, we're and not. I, I'm, I'm sure it's the that, same yeah, yeah, way yeah. for yeah. me. I'm sure it's the okay. same way. Okay. But this week we actually have another instance uh, coming up on Sunday of, you know, you're not as much of a Redskins fan, but, you know, you still support them. You right. write about the Redskins. So, I mean, it's still another one of those rivalries, kind of a cross, kind of a clash, kind of thing going I will on. Be, so I will be rooting for the Redskins intently. I, I wish we could thoroughly watch it together, but you know, we got practice. Maybe, maybe we have another, maybe we have another week like we did this uh, past vol- week. Where it's voluntary. Yeah, where it's quote unquote voluntary. Yeah, love the voluntary weeks, man. But the biggest news <laughs> that <laughs> the biggest news that hit the NFL recently was Amari Cooper, wide receiver for the Dallas, sorry, the Oakland Raiders who has been up and down considering how, how good his potential is, was traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a first-round pick. I'm sure if you're an NFL fan, which is why you listen to this podcast, you probably saw that news and had a number of thoughts that came with it. Uh, Amari Cooper is one of those guys that has an incredible amount of athletic talent but has not really played up to the bill up the past few seasons because he's had an insufferable amount of drops, but... The Raiders now have three first-rounders after getting rid of them. That being said, do you think the Cowboys gave up a little bit too much being a first-rounder for Amari Cooper of all people? Well, my dummy of a friend, Sam Hutchinson, texted me the instant that it happened, and he was outraged at the give of a first-round pick. But if you look at the Dallas roster, top to bottom, they actually don't have a bad roster. What they really needed, number one need for the team, and I think you can agree with me on this, is a wide receiver. A number one wide receiver. I mean, I do agree with it. I just think, from what I understand, I I only saw bits and pieces of reports, but from what I understand, some teams were in the conversation for him, and they weren't offering nearly close to that. They could have gotten him for a lot less, and I think that the Raiders just caught them with their pants down. With, jeez, sorry, that's a bad one. <laughs> I knew well, you were going to get a the, comment. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the, well, the Cowboys. They, I mean, they're still trying to fight for the division right now. So they think, oh, well, we're we're the time is now for us. Our time is up. Our time is now. I just don't think Amari Cooper. I just don't think. <laughs> I don't think Amari Cooper was worth it and I don't know I mean he's a good receiver but I don't know if he can help 
you know, be a source for Dak to lean on to the extent that he's going to carry them to the playoffs. I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's not really – he can be a game changer, but he hasn't been consistently one in the past. And he's been having Derek Carr throwing to him as a be- arguably a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Well, would you say that Amari Cooper is an upgrade over Cole Beasley? They're two different receivers, so Just, no. They didn't have it. Okay, is I he an upgrade he, from Alan Hearns? He's an uh, – I okay. Here's the better comparison. He's an upgrade from Terrence Williams. Yes. Okay. He is an upgrade, but I first of all, it's not going to take much to win that division. Second of all, I just don't think if even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to go far just because they have Amari Cooper. What? Their defense has has plenty of other issues that they need to resolve besides and their overall team, the receiver position. Well, you hate giving up picks, also. Yeah, you, you don't give up a fir- you, you don't give up a first rounder, a second rounder, maybe first rounder, no. I actually think their defense is better than what they've put out on the field so far. I mean, they have a solid D-line. Uh, Vander H. Vander Esch. Vander Esch. Pardon me. Boise State. You know, what am I supposed to do? The dude's from what? Wyoming, I think. He played sprint football. Or not sprint football. He played, uh, I forget what it's called, but they have so few kids where he's is from. The, the 6v6 league? Yeah. Those he, are those yeah. are wild. Yeah. Kid, uh, The kid was huge compared to the dudes he was going against. <laughs> But like uh, these little farm boys, he's riding them up. But where, keep going. Where, where was I at? Oh, um, oh, oh yeah, the, yeah, the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the Cowboys addressed their number one need at the time. I think that they needed to address it if they wanted to have a shot at the playoffs this year. If that that's their thinking, that's what they wanted to do. They had to go out and get the best receiver on the market at the moment. That's what they did. I mean, I don't, I don't knock the philosophy. I just don't think that the price they paid the was price, worth it. Yep. So then this goes into my next question is, do you think this move will help the Cowboys take that next step? I think it will help the Cowboys because come draft time, I think they would have drafted a receiver with that first overall pick. They did get Michael Gallup this past season, which he's from SMU, I want to say. But he hasn't really done as much as a lot of people had hoped he would. But So, yeah, I think that they wanted to go out and get a blue-chip guy. I mean, I, their plan was from what I'm speculating, is that they were going to go and get a wide receiver with that first-round pick where they had the choice of, A, we get this guy right now with that first-round pick that's semi-proven in the league, athletic, former first-round wide receiver as well, actually knows how to uh, play in the NFL. We don't have to teach him everything yet. Or we develop a rookie wide receiver, and I'm not that tuned into the draft as you, but how strong is the wide receiver crop that they could have gotten with a mid-round pick? Um, there are a couple guys that are notable. I don't know a ton of them off the top of my head. Ole Miss has a guy that's pretty good. I'm not as as dove in as I usually am, but I don't know if it would have been beneficial to them. Okay, so you see the the train that I'm on right now is that they uh I think it will benefit them because they took the better option with what the option they took the option now, mm-hmm. which is better than the option that they had later. Do which, you, do you think though that they could have tried to trade for somebody different. I think that a, a good, better situation for them would have been trying to trade for Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, no. It might have been a tough move, but I would have given up a first-rounder for Larry Fitzgerald. No. No, 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 because Amari Cooper has a future. Larry Fitzgerald has – this could be his last year, right? I, I feel like the I feel like the Cowboys are win now, though. I don't – I just – I don't – If you feel know. like they're win now, then you get Cooper right now. I'd get someone more reliable. That's the only point I'm trying to make. I, I understand that. Larry Fitzgerald is Mr. Reliable, but he is in his late 30s, Joe. All right. All right. I, 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 I'm not trying to make this a huge debate, but yeah. Larry 
Fitzgerald is not a solid pull for this question. He's not comparable to Amari Cooper, who is uh, still in his, what is he, 27? No, he's 24. He's 24 years old? Yeah, that was what I was trying yes. to tell you okay. yesterday. He's the same, oh. same age as Calvin Ridley. Okay, even better then. Good for the Cowboys. I fully support this move. Better move for them. All right, so then that situation, we're going to have to see how it works out. But what is the direction of the Raiders, though? It seems like it's a complete haul to get rid of everything there. John Gruden doesn't really care what he had previously. He doesn't have anything to build upon, but has maybe done the most surprising thing in, in which he's getting rid of the assets that have been underperforming and then accumulating a crap ton of draft picks. And so now he sits, like I said, with with three first-rounders this year and two next year. Who knows if he gets more, if he can move Derek Carr, too. But what do you think the direction of is of this team? Well, it seems like you're really excited about what he's doing. Not really, you're but not excited? I, I get hype over thinking of a dude that, that has three first-round draft picks. That's crazy. He has three first-round draft picks. This team is going to be so young, but it's going to be it's going to take a while, honestly, for them to be good. What was the question? The direction? Yeah, of the where are they going to go? Um, I think they're either going to find they they have to if they want to win this year, they have to find their identity soon, and they're going to find that with just the people that they have left that want to play for this team and that are loyal. The direction, hopefully, is to find some pieces next year in the draft. And this is just the most general statement. It's so boring to, to, to say. <laughs> but you have to find some pieces that will help you win in the future. And I, I'm telling you, I think you trust God. John Gruden. I think he knows what he is doing also. I'm going to say I don't trust John Gruden a ton, but I do uh. trust Reggie McKenzie. But my direction right now, they're not going to win. They're not going to win that many more football games. I don't they're going to so be the three-win team at the most. Lynch is out too. Uh, Lynch is out. Derek Carr is going to be moved uh, before the trade deadline. I can guarantee you. Really, that. there's going to be one team that is way too desperate. It's going to be like Jimmy Garoppolo, where we see it and we're just like, "Wait a minute, what just happened? What's he going to do? Like, uh, you think he's going to go to like Jacksonville?" I think a Jacksonville would make a ton of sense, or um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, if the Broncos are, are performing a little bit better, maybe they trade for Derek Carr. I don't know if they'd go to an inner division, but somebody is going to be willing to pay a ton for him. If there's a quarterback injury that, that pops up, that is going to be the case. Or if the Giants yeah, I've heard this too. decide to make the move Here we to go. switch to a younger quarterback, and they've already, for some reason decided to scrap what they have in New York. So, this just happened in the past 20 minutes. I, In the middle of a class, I had to scrap together a graphic for this just happening. Eli Apple was traded to the New Orleans Saints for a fourth and a seventh rounder. The former top ten pick in Eli Apple is now a Saint. Who is next in this fire sale, Sean? For the Giants? Yeah, who do you think is going next? I have no clue. I didn't think Eli Apple was going to go. I, I, really? this, is a, this is a straight shoot for me. I don't know what the Giants are doing. Honestly, if I was going to pick somebody to go, I would not have expected him. I would have thought Janoris Jenkins would have I, been the first one. I would have put Jenkins over Apple, even though Apple was atrocious last night. I bet you that the Saints probably called for Jenkins, and they're probably like, well, how, why, don't, why don't we just give you Eli Apple? And they're probably like, okay, bet. I, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think he's going to do squat for the Saints, though. No, dude. I don't know what it I is. think he's going to do well. Are you kidding? I don't think you don't DBs think he, don't thrive in New Orleans. But they just don't. Pairing him back up with uh, Marshall and Lattimore, you don't think that's going to be a good – I mean, he's probably going to be more of a nickel corner, or they might use him as their second corner. But, I mean, still, I, I think that you know putting that duo back together, a good team, 
you know, a, a, a team that's ready to win now, I can't imagine he's going to be a liability. He might not do anything crazy, but he's going to be dependable. He was dependable at the beginning of this year until they got rid of him, until, and he was hurt for a little bit. I got you. I just don't know how big. I don't think it's going to be that much of an improvement. Yeah, no. I mean, this isn't a crazy trade in the sense of who was moved. This is more crazy in the sense that the Giants have already made it clear that they're literally throwing everything away. But my next guy, I think that's going to happen. Well, who else have they thrown away prior to this? Well, they got rid of Davis Webb. They cut him. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There were some pretty crazy moves in the. Well, they got rid of JPP. That was the other one. Right. Um, but Alder, I, one hand. I think though <laughs> that the two other things, two other pieces, are going to be moved before the trade deadline. Is going to be Janoris Jenkins, Olivier Vernon, or also Damon Harrison goes into that equation, and then oh, you can't give up snacks. They're going to give him. I'm up. not trying to step up on step on your your topic, but you cannot give that man up. They're going to do it. They're going to do it, and then Eli Manning is going to probably going to go during the during free agency. He's probably going to go. They're going to cut him or they're going to trade him. It's one way or the other. What a fall from grace! Yeah. Tell you what, jeez. What is next for the Giants, though? What do you think that they need to do to move forward? They're scrap it all. Hard, scrap really. it all. I mean, it, scrap it all. Yeah, I I don't know how much more I can elaborate on that. Uh, the, this uh, Shermer doesn't look like he's working. He's got a bounty of talent on this team. They're one and six. That shouldn't happen with the the style of offense that they run. They run. They they don't get the ball to the receivers. I'm well, yelling. no, they do. I'm, they just don't do it in in good situations. It's not downfield. I'm you and I are just yelling about it last night. Like, what are what are they? What plays are they calling? And then you see, oh, oh wait, Eli only has two Mississippi's to throw it out, and it, it is just a show to watch. It's not good football in New York right no. now. No, it's not good football. It just sucks because being a Giants fan, we had so much potential, and I'm just watching all these little assets here and there just get. Slowly pulled away, and this is going to turn into Dave Gettleman's team. And then when that doesn't work out, we're going to be another 10 years back and pushed away from being a contender again. But I really don't have faith in Gettleman, I'm not going to lie. I don't have faith. I don't. I have no clue what he's doing. If you're going to trade people, I don't know why you're trading your young corner in Eli Apple. They cut Eric Flowers, which made sense. But they're going to need to get young, and they're, needing to get, they're going to need to get young quick. Because right now, the only building block that they have is Saquon Barkley. Not even not even Odell. Odell's all, all probably on the block as well. Oh, he's not on the block. You you don't think that the block they're, is they're, not hot for Odell. They're frustrated with him. They're very frustrated I with him. I think there's a lot of tension between both sides, but you do not give up Odell. I think that they that he did that interview to create the the narrative for him to get sent to the Rams. What was the um that is true. Uh someone was talking about uh oh yeah, yeah, the it was Booger last night. I was talking about uh, how no- Odell understands the narrative that is impeded on him, and he also understands that he's the one that's putting out that narrative. He's the one that's setting it. Yeah, I I honestly wouldn't be surprised. He's another guy that I think if he was traded at the deadline, I wouldn't be shocked. They'd be like, mm, I, I would saw that coming. But we get to do our favorite thing of the week, Sean. Fat stats. I missed it. Fat stats, I missed Sean. it so much. Sean, who's your fat stat of the week? My fat stat of the week. Had a couple running backs injured. My back home fantasy football league. Decided, hey, look at this guy. I might want to pick this guy up. Marlon Mack. I'm intrigued. Good pickup, Sean. 
126 rushing yards. Did you, wait, wait, did you just pat yourself on the back? One rushing touchdown, 33 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. Marlon Mack, fat stat line. Proud of you. Thank you. We would just like to make anything clear. Anything fantasy talk that we do, we are not doing these leagues for money. NCAA, do not <laughs> come up our ass. You know what? No. You C- can come. Bring it on. Well, I mean, you can go ahead and be <laughs> be be obnoxious about it because that's all the NCAA does. But you're not gonna find anything. But in my in, in the league that we're in with 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 um together, I had Marlon Mack. I had him at the beginning of the season. I drafted him because I love Marlon Mack. I loved it when he was drafted out of USF. And I benched him this week. I didn't start him. Oh, he had 30 no. points in a PPR league. Big so time I, game. Yeah. Um, My fat stat, though, another guy on my fantasy team, and another guy that I loved coming out of the draft, on Johnson. And he's finally slowly getting the touches that he deserves. 19 attempts, 158 rushing yards for an 8.3-yard average. Now, imagine if you gave him 25 carries. He might have hit 250 yards, or not 250 yards, sorry, 200 yards. I just, I love watching rookie running backs flourish. I love watching them have big games. It just makes me so excited. Young talent is the one thing that just makes me love the NFL, and it's why I love the NFL draft. But I'll probably have another rookie next week if we have another big game from a rookie. That is a fat stat. It is a fat stat. And it made you happy, didn't it? It made me happy. Did anything else make you happy this week? Um, If you're referring to my upside of the week. Welcome to Upside Downside, folks. That was a weird transition. No, Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> my upside, and I saw this this point from SB Nation. They created a graphic for it on their Instagram, and it says, Andrew Luck has 15 passing touchdowns in just the past four games. That is more than the Cardinals, Titans, and Bills combined. And I just love to see Andrew Luck having a good span and period of time because I loved watching him when he was healthy. He's finally back. The Colts might be back soon if they can get things together. It's really fun to see uh, Andrew Luck right back in the light where he belongs. Have you have you been following the uh, the Captain Andrew Luck tweets? Oh my God! Uh, I think, Somebody's a yeah. genius out there. No, and the the funniest part about that. Is like the whole like Captain and Andrew Luck, uh, Andrew Luck thing, the whole narrative that they created, where it's like it's like he's, he's a civil, the, he's like a Civil War general yeah, writing this, home to his mom. <laughs> yeah, Civil War general, and then he rolls up to the last game. Did you see what he was wearing? He was wearing I mean, like a like a like a plaid, um, like one of those like was British he, hats. He was the one wearing the plaid on plaid. Yeah, he was wearing the plaid on plaid. He was dressed like dressed like the most British looking dude I've ever seen. That's he's so just, great. Oh my god, what made you happy, Sean? Tell us. What made me happy. And what's made me happy all year, and this is an upside, and this is a surprise upside for me, because I've just been monitoring it, and then after this last week, I said, okay, it's time that we really start taking notice, like really start taking notice of this. Todd Gurley had another three-touchdown week. Through seven weeks, he has 14 total touchdowns. That is more than nine other teams have so far in the season. So, to repeat... Todd Gurley has more touchdowns himself than the Cowboys, Texans, Jaguars, Redskins, Giants, Cardinals, Raiders, Titans, and Bills. None of them have more than 14 total touchdowns this year. Todd Gurley alone does. That's just awesome. I, Sean McVay's a genius. Todd McGurley is a, or Todd, Todd McGurley. Todd McGurley <laughs> is an awesome talent. It's 
it's so cool to see him play. And, and I get it, he's in the NFC West, and they're really weak this year. But he's still got a score. Now, would you say he's the top running back in the NFL at the moment? Even if uh, a certain someone was playing, would you say that? Would, would that? Under said conditions of the league in its current state. No, no, no. Todd Gurley no. is the best running back in the league. So you're saying if... Um, Through these first if, seven if weeks. If Le'Veon Bell was, was still oh, okay. playing, that that would affect that. I just wanted to poke the bear a little. I don't know how you could speculate something like that when he hasn't played the first seven weeks, Joe. Well... He's not going to do anything that crazy. Okay. He's, not, he's, he's nothing special. James Conner was able to do what he did. All right, October twenty third, two twenty three p.m. Yep. Ranger Hall Studio. Joe DeLeon states, Le'Veon Bell will not do anything crazy. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to hold you to it. Make a parameter no, that no parameters. Wait, wait, wait. Crazy does not imply him like storming off or like choosing not to play. No, 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 no. I don't need all these parameters. We're talking Joe. statistically. You we're don't talking, think he's going to go off? You know, mm. No, we can't do this. We can't do okay, this again. All right, we literally, all right, it's all right. it's pulling teeth for our listeners. My, I'm sorry. <laughs> my downside, my downside this week was Josh Rosen, who. I was a big fan of coming out of the draft, and I kind of hope that the Giants ended up taking him if they traded back. But he's now an Arizona Cardinal, and they got smoked. They got absolutely smoked on Thursday night. I didn't even watch the game. I get to the hotel when we travel on Friday, and Garrow and I were watching the rerun, and I just was cringing the whole time. Garrow who? Anthony Garrow, the oh, punter. Okay. My punter. But... <laughs> They lost 45-10, to 10, Rosen threw two pick sixes. I mean, there's a lot of things that I saw that were like made me very intrigued, and I was like, oh, I really like seeing what he's doing. But I just, come on, man. And I honestly, not so much on him, but the Cardinals are just a mess right now. Patrick Peterson, of all people, wants to leave, and you really don't have much to build on. You do have at least a quarterback to build around. Hopefully it doesn't turn into a Matt Leinart situation like they've had in the past. Sean, what made you upset? What was your downside? What made me upset this week, Joe? We both would consider the Jacksonville Jaguars a solid team in the league. Yes. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, solid teams in the league, they don't really fracture much. I mean, obviously there's emotion that comes with this game. But you don't fight your teammates after the game, and there aren't reports of – Tom Brady having to hold back Dante Hightower after the game. But in Jacksonville, reports after the game, a lot of discourse in the locker room. Uh, there reports that Calais Campbell had to be holding back Yannick and Duke and Gakwe. There we go. Sorry, dry mouth. <laughs> you can do it, bud. But, uh, yeah, the amount of tweets that I saw and the amount of information that I received about Jacksonville being a show after the game is enough for me to be uh, in a state of confusion because they're a very good team. They have a good leadership from up top with Coughlin that doesn't tolerate that type of self-implosion. You cannot implode in this league if you want to make the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. I don't disagree with any of that. Okay, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. <laughs> so are we going to do our uh, little weekly competition? We are going to do our weekly competition, and if... Any of you remember, we sadly did not get to do any picks last week 
because we didn't record. So our numbers are a little bit messed up. I'll get back the pre- on the numbers. We got to check next, the numbers from the next previous week. week next week we will have all the full the numbers, numbers from updated. the previous week. Yep. I'm very interested to know because I think I had a very high percentage. Well, I will. I'll get on the numbers. I'll give this the numbers. Okay. All right. Next week, count on the new updates. I'm sure that I will still be in the lead. Okay. You ready Here. for this slate? Wait, what? Say it again. I said, are we ready for the slate of games? Yes, we are. Thursday night, Dolphins Texans. Who you got? Texans. Dolphins, Eagles, Jaguars. What do you, you know, sometimes. Eagles, Jaguars. 9.30 a.m. in London. Eagles, Jaguars. Who's got to travel far? Uh, Eagles. Eagles, Broncos, Chiefs. Come on now. Chiefs. Chiefs, Thank Browns, you. Steelers. Steelers. Browns, Giants, Giants, Redskins. Giants, Redskins. Redskins, Redskins, Seahawks line. <laughs> I have no faith anymore. We're going, we're going one and sixteen. If we don't go one and sixteen, quote me on this. If we don't go one and sixteen, I don't know what I'll do. I, I will. If you proposition me for anything, I will do whatever you ask me All right, to do. Do shows shirtless for a month. It, I'll gladly do that, okay, especially cool. if we get the, if, especially if we get the webcam. <laughs> oh, I will gladly do that. You agree? Yeah, I completely agree with All right, that. Cool. I was asking for the fans to proposition me, but I'm fine with that. Um, all right, Seahawks lines. That's also the seventh straight week. No, six straight because you don't. We didn't get the last week that Sean didn't pick the Giants. Well, I'm six and or five and one then. Yeah, you are. Okay, you are. Uh, Seahawks. Well, okay, I'm gonna go Lions here. Buccaneers, Bengals. Gosh, I wouldn't watch that game for all the money in the world. Really, the Bengals are pretty good. I mean, oh, they yeah, got they, they, smoked. They, they did on, really good on, Chiefs, on but Sunday night when I was just trying to enjoy my night, and then I can't watch a good Sunday night football game because <laughs> obviously not. Um, Buccaneers, Bengals, Jets, Bears. Bears. Bears, Ravens, Panthers. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. I actually think that the Panthers are going to win that game. Yeah, I'm going to go Panthers too. Colts, Raiders. Colts. Yeah, Colts. 49ers, Cardinals. Huh. Oh, my gosh. It's a terrible game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's dude. a terrible game. The <laughs> NFC West went from being one of the best divisions five years ago to one of the worst. There were like there was like a span of two years where every game between them was super competitive. Oh, yeah. It was just it was awesome. It was primetime football. Oh, 100 percent. Forty nine ers Seahawks had every Sunday night game. Yeah. We got what's the game? Forty ers Cardinals? Yes. Cardinals. Forty ers Packers, Rams. Rams. Rams, Saints, Vikings. Vikings. Saints, Patriots, Bills. Interesting. Bills. Huh? The Buffalo Bills will beat the New England Patriots. As much as I'd like to argue with you over that one, but we have one DM from our wonderful friend at Dark Roast D who sends us some pretty good tweets. The only affiliation we actually have with him is him sending us some pretty colorful tweets. So this is what he sent us. Is D is Eli done for good? What do you say? Is D D Eli done for good? Yes. <laughs> is Eli done for good? That was the question he sent us. Um, he's over the hill. I wouldn't say he's done for good. I think he has another three thousand yard season in him. All right, here's a little better version of the question he sent, but there's an expletive in it, so I'm gonna have to kind of hover over it <laughs> how is Eli so blank in the past biased NFL I'll let you handle that one you're the Giants I, I mean I'm just gonna wanna... I'm just gonna go with saying that 
he's always been a quarterback that has been able to succeed with assets around him, and now he's in a situation where he doesn't have many assets around him and a lot to work with with his offensive line. His defense hasn't been, hasn't been as strong. So at the moment, he's just not the type of guy that can take over a game and really win a game on his shoulders. He's not like Drew Brees. He's not like Tom Brady. He's not like Aaron Rodgers. He's not like Russell Wilson. Uh, he's not like Carson Wentz. He's not like Cam Newton. He's not one of those guys that can just win a game and put the team on his back and find his receivers in, in a clutch situation. He's not the same guy anymore. He needs a ton of help if you want to see him succeed. That's all I have to say about that. I completely agree. And uh, don't check out. This is the end of the episode. Listener, keep listening. We have some stuff to plug. What are we plugging? Oh, follow us on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Uh, what else is there? Uh, do you want to... Oh, listen to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on everything so we look better. Leave us a review. Leave us a five-star. Leave us a one-star. Let us know how you're feeling about us. If you like us, let us know. If you don't like us, let us know. And then keep your eyes peeled, Joe, for the brand new Anchor Sports Network. Ooh. That's a little bit slow in production, but we're getting there. You can follow them on Twitter. Yep. At Anchor Sportsnet. And for anyone who doesn't know that, Sean and I, students at the University of Rhode Island, we started a club, and it is based on giving students the opportunity to podcast and write blog posts based on any type of sports content that they want to do. It's the Before we gave it a name, it was originally the URI Sports Media Club, and now we gave it a name, Anchor Sports Network. The website's being in the process of being put up, but... Just a little personal live information yep, personal for our live. listeners. A little inside radio. If you didn't check out before I told you to check out, I appreciate you. We just I want don't. to thank the fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never listened to the plugs on, on podcasts or anything? You just no, skipped through? No. Oh, no. my gosh. You're a- I mean, have you ever listened to a podcast where you start listening to it and then like they do like a little intro and then they go, um, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. You're just like, oh, come on. And they do like a like four or five minutes talking about what Rocket Mortgage is. You're an absolute monster. You know who I'm calling out right now? What podcast specifically? I don't know. Stick to football with uh, Matt Miller. <laughs> I listened to the Joe Rogan one too, and he did he did 20 minutes of commercials. Hey, at Matt Miller, eat your heart out when the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, uh, choke in the first round of the playoffs. Eat your heart out. I can't wait. You bum. All right. No more shade from him. That is all we have to give you. You got me fired up. Thank you for tuning in again. (laughs) Please make sure to stay in touch. We'll try and get an episode out on Thursday. Strong likelihood of that occurring. Tune in next time, though, and keep us or stay posted on our social media. Thank you.